This is Gotham TV Podcast, episode 127, our spoiler-filled discussion about the season finale of Gotham Season 4, A Dark Knight, episode 22, No Man's Land. I'm David Mazuz, and you're listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Hey, this is Drew Powell. I play Butch Gilzine on Gotham, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. This is Robin Lord Taylor, and you are listening to Gotham TV Podcast. Welcome back, Gothamites. Welcome back, fellow detectives. We're here with our spoiler-filled discussion about No Man's Land, the season finale of Gotham Season 4, but not the series finale, which is awesome news. Absolutely. We have a season five. Yes, we do. Season five has landed. Yes. Hashtag renew Gotham TV podcast has worked its magic <laughs> and we are been renewed as well. So we will be back with uh, Gotham season five when it comes in 2019. Yes. Cannot wait because if this last episode of season four is anything to go by, even though it's possibly only going to be 13 episodes for season five we are in for an absolute treat mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen fellow gothamites and fellow detectives it will be a blast we will really see how um bruce wayne and jim gordon uh, get that dustpan and brush uh, to <laughs> tidy up the remnants of what is left of gotham following uh, an explosive finale mm-hmm. at No Man's Land. Yes, it's yes. been a blast. It's explosive. Yes, that's absolutely our Gotham. They were totally trolling all the Gothamites, weren't they, with this episode? <laughs> yeah. I think I put out on Twitter uh, last week when a lot of the cast were saying goodbye after finishing the filming and coming up to the final episode. And I put out on Twitter, remember, everybody, Fox have seen this final episode. And if it goes the way I think it's going to go, we're getting a season five. I was right. I just want to say I was right for once in one of my predictions. <laughs> Absolutely. Brilliant. <laughs> but before we start, oh, yeah. I am one of your hosts, John. Uh, if you didn't already know, if you are watching us on YouTube, then this may be a new experience. So yes, mm-hmm. I am one of the hosts, John, of Gotham TV Podcast. But of course, if you are an audio guy and gal, then Absolutely. You'll have heard us say that before. You probably will. And I am your other host, Derek, of Gotham TV Podcast, the longest running podcast about the TV show Gotham, confirmed for another season. What's also confirmed, the other thing we're going to be covering when probably Gotham finishes up its season next year, it's been confirmed that they are moving on to another show, a new show, not connected to Gotham as such, but a prequel of sorts coming from Bruno Heller and Danny Cannon, uh, the creators of this show called Pennyworth. It's finally coming, John. We've been talking about this for almost two years. Yes, it is. It's not Pennywise, everyone. Like, I (laughs) immediately thought back to, I think the uh, updated version of It uh, completely uh, had me freaked out for so long. (laughs) As soon as they said Pennyworth, in fact, when Derek said there's a TV series called Pennyworth coming out, I'm going, what, they're taking on uh, the clown from it? (laughs) But no, it is Alfred in his days before Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. But his days with Thomas Wayne. Yes. Maybe his days as an army officer. Uh, And apparently it's set in London as well. So, yeah, this is going to be really interesting, uh, potentially. And we'll just have to see how it all comes together and how it flies. But certainly really excited to cover Pennyworth. Yes. 
not Pennywise, a lot less, a lot less hiding under your bed sheets. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> I'd be completely freaked out if yeah, it but was Pennywise. Also, unlike Gotham, they have given us a little bit more information about this. They've said that it's a '60s set TV show, so All right. Gotham is a timeless TV show, but we know it takes place after the '60s because they've got their flip phones. So uh, possibly we will see the actor playing Alfred Pennyworth in some cool Austin Powers. It looks. will be the swinging <laughs> '60s in London. It will be, be pick your nose collars. It will be flares. It will be the sexual revolution mm-hmm. in good old London town. Yes, yes. Uh, but it is has been confirmed as 10 episodes. So combined together, if the Gotham confirmation or if Gotham eventually confirmed there's going to be 13 episodes combined together in 2019, we should be getting 23 full episodes of this DC universe within the Gotham world. So kind of looking forward to that. At least we're not missing out on quality con- content. Exactly. (laughs) And of course, um, if you want to listen to all things Pennyworth, as well as listen to our coverage to date of Gotham, as well as the up and coming season five in probably about a year's time, maybe. Well, we think it's January. Yeah. Okay. Eight months. Yeah then please head on over and subscribe to Gotham TV Podcast over on your podcast catcher of choice. Head on over to GothamTVPodcast.com mm-hmm. and go to the podcast catcher of choice uh, in the subscribe area. You can do Apple Podcasts. You can do Google Play. Any good or evil player for your choice and of course please rate us and leave a review because sharing the love is absolutely sharing the podcast Mm -hmm. Uh, i think we need (laughs) to get on with our spoiler filled review um derek what are some of the episode details absolutely just one more thing before we get into that and we do have our competition winner which will be at the end of the show so make sure you stick around for that Uh, that's for a prize which is the upcoming statue of penguin from gotham it's not out yet it'll be out at the end (laughs) let's hope it comes out so Yes, really hoping it comes out, but uh, but that will be the prize. If that if that doesn't end off coming out, we will think of something else and keep in contact with the winner. Um, but we'll be getting there at the end of the show. Yeah, if not, we can get you a bumper family pack of squares or other flavored crisps um, <laughs> of your choosing. Maybe some Cadbury's dairy milk. Uh, you name it. Uh, maybe even a. 24 pack of penguin chocolate bars. Nice. nice. Yes. Nice little tie into Gotham there. (laughs) But hopefully, fingers crossed, toes crossed, arms crossed, everything else crossed, um, that, yes, this statue is released. It looks cool. It looks cool. It really does. So, really looking forward to it. Uh, As you said, though, John, let's get into the episode. Uh, This episode was directed by Nathan Hope, who's done five episodes of Gotham so far. He did Red Hood in season one, and I sort of throw back to that in this episode. I love that episode. Red gloves of uh, of Jerome rather than the Red Hood of uh, of the character of the Joker in the comic books. Um, He also did Follow Follow White Rabbit and Destiny Calling in season three, and he did the wonderful Let the Meat Pie in season four of this show. Yum, yum. That was a little musical part with our one. Wonderful Professor Pig. So a great, great episode. And he did a brilliant job of this one, I have to say. The episode was written by executive producer John Stevens and by Seth Boston. Seth Boston has done four episodes of the show before. He did Dead Man Feels No Cold, Gentle Art of Making Enemies in season three, and he did The Sinking Ship, The Grand Applause this season. I think that was another one of our favourites this yeah, season as really well. Yeah, really good. As a ship fell apart uh, during that episode, unfortunately. John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the episode? Sure. As the army comes in to take control of Gotham and the city continues to be evacuated, Jeremiah Velasco, back behind bars at the GCPD, warns a sceptical Gordon of more bombs and destruction to come. 
Meanwhile, Jim is kidnapped by the Riddler and narrowly escapes death after Leslie Tompkins convinces Ed Nigma to leave Gotham. But Rachel Gould's plan swings into action as a bomb detonates, killing the mayor of Gotham and forcing Bruce Wayne to leave a hospitalized Selina Kyle to confront Jeremiah at the GCPD. But he in turn is kidnapped and taken to Raish, where he is rescued by an unexpected team of Babs, Tabs, Alfred and the Penguin, who arrive, saving Bruce and killing Rachel Ghoul. As Bruce is saved, Jeremiah's bombs destroy every bridge out of Gotham, reducing the city to lawlessness. As the city is carved up between competing criminal gangs, Penguin takes his revenge out on Tabitha, Galavan for the death of his mother, and Bruce Wayne is forced to make a life-changing decision and to come to terms with his future in a Gotham that is cut off from the outside world. Oh yes, the Dark Knight is coming. It really was very Dark Knight Rises, (laughs) all those bridges being taken out. Uh, A good old nod to the third film in Christopher Nolan's trilogy, for sure. Which in turn was taken from the no, no man's land comic book so it was a nod to a nod i suppose a nod uh, to a nod to a nod certainly absolutely. the cinematics in the scene absolutely looked like a christopher nolan movie that moment when they're all standing looking at the bridges blowing in a row was like how have they paid for the budget for this from casa fx like you know yeah it was great. very very well done i have to say um i think all of this season has had some really fantastic special effects mm-hmm. and it was good to see uh, a good bit of explosive CGI being detonated by uh, those guys who sit in front of a computer um, for long hours putting all these effects together because it really does add to the feel, to the mood, to the atmosphere yeah. of this show. Uh, and it, it's done really well for the, the TV budget that it has. Absolutely. Well, they have won an Emmy before because FX who do the, yeah, uh, absolutely. the work for the show. So totally understandable. And if they don't go up for another Emmy for this episode, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But let's get into our top five case notes as usual, John. We are going to kick it off with Raish and Jeremiah's plan for Gotham case note number one yes and here we well to begin with we have selena in hospital Mm. uh from jeremiah's shot and of course you know she is potentially paralyzed here um you know we get the suggestion from jeremiah that he put the bullet through one of her vertebrates so again really interesting touches here is this potentially going to be oracle maybe who knows you know we were possibly expecting to see one of selena's cat lives kick in here and Mm -hmm. just essentially see her jump back off the gurney and start kicking some ass again but no not at all um she is in proper dire straits with this shot to the gut and uh you know again really uh good seeing the expression of bruce you know his concern and it really plays nicely as well when he is effectively forced to leave her to go to jeremiah because his plan well raish's plan i should say Mm -hmm. with jeremiah as the executioner of that plan really um starts to play out here and um it's so well done i mean jeremiah there in the jail cell of the gcpd again i think another nod to uh the nolan films this time the dark knight mm-hmm. you know he looks very ledger-esque there uh so really really nice little 
nods all over here to comics and films. I was just waiting for to break out into applause there, just like uh, Heath Ledger does in The Dark Knight as he sits sits staring out at the GCPD. Uh, Love the little touch because remember, uh, at his wake a couple of weeks ago, Jerome's crew tagged all of the GCPD with the eyes of the Joker that we've been seeing in the city back from season one. I love the touch that in the cell above his head are the two eyes looking over him. Really, really cool. Uh, Also, cannot forget to say that scene scene with Selina and Bruce uh, in the hospital where Selina is pleading to Bruce not to leave her is beautifully played by uh, Cameron Bicandova. Um, a really good moment from her. She really realizes how how screwed up she is now, how, how ruinous this could be for her yeah. life. Jeremiah has gotten Bruce absolutely fired up here. So superb. But what we tr- have here is that Jeremiah has got more bombs, or so he claims, mm-hmm. across the city. He has at least one because he blows up City Hall with um, the mayor and his entourage in as Rachel Gould watches on. So, yeah, that was uh, really fun to see the, the, the City Hall blown to smithereens. Yeah. And of course, by another mayor of Gotham. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The mayors of Gotham really do tumble. And, you know, he was trying to stop the evacuation as well, but. Ultimately, Jim Gordon is tipped off here that, um, you know, there are potentially more problems. He does feel as though Jeremiah is bluffing, but nonetheless, he knows how crazy this guy is, even though Jeremiah wouldn't think so. And really, Bruce then is forced back uh, against his will by the army who have come in. Uh, You know, martial law has has been put in place Mm -hmm. to try and find really what Jeremiah is up to. And of course, this is another part of the spoke in this wheel of Rachel Ghoul, where ultimately um, they come in and kidnap Bruce and escape with uh, Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. One thing I really thought, it was something that you said last week about Cameron Monaghan being inspired by Hannibal Lecter and Mm. Anthony Hopkins. It was really, really good to see um, this scene because you really got that sense where he's strapped in Mm -hmm. to the the trolley. Uh, I was literally expecting there to be a hockey mask uh, behind, (laughs) um, sorry, on his face as the camera pans around from behind. Uh, But no, but nonetheless, the voice, the intonation, the delivery was very Hannibal the Cannibal. Absolutely, I loved that the that the army leader that's in the GCPD is going. Have you got him prepared like I like I wanted to? I was expecting the other guy in the army to go. Uh, yes, exactly like Hannibal <laughs> Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> it's writ large here, and totally rightly so. It's a great moment for uh, for Jeremiah in this scene. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, but the idea of this plan, it's really interesting. So what you hear in the uh, in the episode last week from Rachel ghoul is that he's giving the plan to to jeremiah to take down the city of gotham to turn it into the dark island that bruce needs to become the dark knight effectively um so unfortunately selena was just a cog in that plan she was to be shot to get jeremiah arrested and brought to the place where they were keeping all the bombs and then for him to get kidnapped um sorry for bruce to get kidnapped and the bombs to get taken back by his crew to be sent off to the to the bridges. Raish is one smart guy. He's been around for two thousand odd years, so he knows how to do plans to blow up cities. Um, <laughs> so so it's, a, it's a good one, though. I really. Do you think he was there at the sacking of Rome? I think probably. He, I think he was, or at least the toppling of the Tower of Babylon. Uh huh. I believe the the um, the League of Shadows do claim all of that. They claim that that that, that was their right. Is their the fire of London? They sack all of those cities. 
And I do believe you're quoting directly from uh, Batman <laughs> Begins right there, George. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? But yeah, really good to see this uh, plan revealed, you know, that effectively creating Bruce's Dark Island Mm -hmm. where he's going to be trapped on or not necessarily trapped as it transpires but ultimately where he decides to to stay and he decides to fight for Gotham and obviously he has that really difficult choice uh, of not going with Selina Kyle and Alfred but asks Alfred to look after Selina to keep an eye on her, make sure that she recovers. So, yeah, he he's making a really interesting uh, choice here. And again, one probably that whilst Rish is unsuccessful, um, then he's seen it in the tea leaves, so yeah, to well. speak, within the demon's head. Yeah. Uh, that uh, future that he is desperately trying to uh, bring to reality to make sure that he has his heir. But, of course, um, with that uh-huh. on to case note two because yeah. Rachel Ghoul is certainly having problem with his demon's head he is most certainly not firing on all cylinders with regards uh-huh. to that power and there is a suggestion um that Barbara still has a bit of that old fuel left within her. She's Case note two fire. <laughs> Barbara is offered eternity by mm-hmm. Raish. He was absolutely lying to Barbara and some of the demon's head is still within her he hasn't managed to capture all of it and the lady in the picture was not a whore but someone who he absolutely cared for Mm -hmm. wanted her to stand with him for the rest of eternity but she refused and now he offers her doppelganger uh, the chance to do the same thing he offers Barbara the chance at becoming eternal like himself. Oh, can we call her the Babzelganger? The Babzelganger, like indeed. Like yes. <laughs> she is the doppelly Babsy Ganger yes. of Barbara Keane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Raish isn't very good with his choice of people to uh, to put his trust in, really, is he? Um, no. You've got Bruce, who basically has now killed him twice, uh, who he put his trust <laughs> in and calls yes. his heir. You've got Babs, who's killed him this time and uh, who's constantly gone after him. Well, with the help of Bruce. Of course. Yes. Yeah, of course, because she can't kill him on her own. Um, But he puts her trust in her in this this scene and kind of tells her the whole plan. Um, But she teams up with Barbara, Alfred, Tabitha and Penguin and it's a great moment it's I love that they do this in Gotham at the end of each season they bring all of the cast that haven't really spent a huge amount of time together together on the warpath against (laughs) the big evil or the big bad Uh, great to see these scenes with Tabitha and uh, and Alfred and Penguin and Babs I'm not going to say that again I promise Um, but really good to have them all fighting alongside each other to take down these two freaks who've joined together in Gotham Uh, I love how Barbara says that as she walks in she goes hey Bruce I freak uh, to, to Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, great little moment. Really she, good. Great little team up as well. It, it's just that unusual one. I love the fact that, you know, obviously with Babs and Tabs isn't unusual. Um, Alfred is there. But then the Penguin is kind of, well, who do I get to kill? <laughs> I want a bit of the action. Absolutely. Uh, you know, please, can I get involved in this uh, this circus? Because I really want to go off killing. And of course... The thing that I love so much about Robin Lord Taylor's portrayal of Penguin is that he really gets that limp so, so well in in the walk. To the extent where, you know, he's wielding this massive machine gun and he just looks so disjointed, uncoordinated. Mm -hmm. A real delight to behold to see 
the penguin here really coming back with his murderous instinct, which is just basically to fire off a machine gun uh, wildly. But he certainly takes out a few of those League of Assassins. He is good with that gun. He really, yeah, is. He really is. And he does get a good shot in on Jeremiah. And it's, he's the one that saves Tabitha from being killed by Jeremiah. Um, probably saving it yeah. for later, I think, as, the, as we'll talk about it. There is motive behind that save, absolutely. Uh-huh. It does look like a fluke, like a chance shot, mm-hmm. but I suspect he really was there to make sure that she survived. That would have sucked if his plan had failed because Jeremiah had killed her just then. Uh, just one final thing on this point. I love the moment that the four of them are standing on the roof of this building looking out over the bridges blowing and just the looks on each one of their faces you can tell that yeah. their characters are going what the heck just happened and what are we going to do now? <laughs> the city is going to the dogs. It's, it's blowing up and we're stuck here. Very cool. Uh, let's get on to case note number three. The end of Riddlekins? Well, is it Lee, you know, Lee stabs Riddler, Riddler stabs Lee, kissy, kissy, stabby, stabby. Mm. Um, I thought that was absolutely, typically Gotham fantastic. Oh, yes. Totally kitsch, totally over the top, totally unexpected. Because, I mean, I was thinking, why, Leslie, have you left the knife in Riddler? as he pulls it out and then stabs her, and then they kiss. So who knows what's going to happen to them after we see them lying stiff on more gurneys. There's a lot of gurneys in this episode, Mm -hmm. uh, with Hugo Strange looking really, really happy that he's got another two people to experiment on. Yes, Um, the surprising return of the wonderful B.D. Wong as as Professor Strange. Not Doctor Strange, just to clarify again, he's definitely not Doctor Strange. He's not Doctor Strange. Professor Strange, Doctor Strange is uh, your favourite comic book character on the Marvel side. Yes. Uh, Most definitely he is not Doctor Strange, but he is a fantastic Strange in the DC world. Um, I absolutely love this portrayal of Professor Strange by B.D. Wong. And he just oozes creepiness. Mm -hmm. uh, Sort of malicious science uh, comes straight from him, I think. Absolutely. The crazy professor, as we as we love to, to have him around. Uh, one thing I will point out about that scene, I love that the first stab comes from Leslie Tompkins. And as she stabs Ed, she goes, well, you probably would have got bored of me and killed me at some point. Yeah, and absolutely. Ed replies, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, That's what you do, Ed. And I know this, you know. Uh, great little moment there. But it all comes from the fact that the Riddler has kidnapped Jim Gordon mm-hmm. because he... A few episodes ago, he saw Leslie and Jim have a moment. And, of course, he is really um, wants to make sure that Lee completely forgets him, yep. that she is free of her former uh, fiancé. And by that, he means 50 pounds at a time. He's going to make sure that Jim uh, forgets her. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't imagine anything worse being effectively... Um, toasted sandwiched between um a pneumatic press uh-huh. uh, and a really hard surface and oh, that's great and yeah i also learned that 450 pounds is about the time when your ribs will start to break see? if you're a healthy um fit person you see medical doctor leslie tompkins yeah. she knows all she these knows facts. so much really cool i also like the fact that ed is saying 
and the last people that, te- that, that we've tested, uh, that we that were tested this on, uh, all died. So the last time this was used, the thing that I'm using on you, yeah. they all died because uh, they don't know how to do it. One one little thing that I want to say as well, I like that when uh, when he gets the offer from Leslie, Ed leaves, gives uh, Jim the button. But the button is to control the thing crushing him. I was watching it going, uh, little help, can uh, can I? Can somebody help me actually get out of this thing? If he pushes that button, it will only crush him further. So I thought it was one of those things that you used to see in the Batman 66 show where the episode ends with, they have 30 seconds to get out, what's going to happen? And then you just see Jim kind of getting out a couple of minutes later and meeting Leslie Tompkins. But I don't know how he did. Well, <laughs> did he slide out? Is that the way it would be? No, I would say the controls both raise it and lower it. But so you genuinely sure. see Jim looking at the big red button going um what am i supposed to do but that's the fail safe that's to release it oh maybe i would say maybe. that's the emergency stop <laughs> slash release hopefully, i would say hopefully not the emergency crush button yeah. but certainly he escapes um a little thinner than he was when he started <laughs> um on the basis that leslie is leaving gotham she's done it's... everything she wants to do or has to do in in the narrows she has spread the stolen cash around mm-hmm. um, she has made sure that they are free from typhoid and syphilis all this kind of stuff and Maybe. she has led them to a point where they can now fend for themselves and lead you know a leader from someone amongst them and she promises the riddler that she doesn't want um jim at all and I think ultimately the interesting thing when it comes to Lee stabbing the Riddler is that both the Riddler or Ed Nigma and Jim Gordon have always tried to say who she is. Mm-hmm. And the really great line from Lee Tompkins here is, who are you to tell me who I am? You know, yeah. really, really good. So good. Because she is a very strong female character here and i really like that even to the point where she knows exactly what ed is going to do he potentially would kill her because Mm -hmm. either he gets way too suspicious of her it winds up in his head or he just ultimately gets bored of her and wants to move on there aren't enough riddles and i love that he admits that that she's right as well (laughs) he says yeah you're probably right that's probably exactly what would happen Uh, jim does escape a little bit thinner but now that he's a hollywood husband and probably will use any type of diet even if it's being (laughs) in a big crushing machine uh, i I could do with a bit of that (laughs) i love that phone call that he makes to to bullock to say that he's free after this little detour from the main storyline but but a necessary one for the characters he has that call with harvey bullock and he's like where are you where have you been and jim goes it's a long story don't even need to talk about it yeah (laughs) it's fine i love that moment where ed comes to kidnap jim and he's doing his riddle and jim is just like it's sleep ed it's sleep (laughs) and he's like you know this tranquilizer dart goes to the neck and he's like it's rude to interrupt so funny so so good (laughs) Uh, i love those moments of comedy that you get from gotham it is a nice balance to, you know, crazily insane Jeremiah mm-hmm. or, you know, some of the more uber violent aspects of this. I like the the diversity of all of that within Gotham. And I think these little snippets of, of humor really do add to just that general feeling of pure 
and utter chaos and Gotham. Absolutely. And that's why we love Gotham, because it has these interesting, funny moments along with the crazy moments. Can we get on to point four, speaking of crazy moments? definitely. This is my least favourite and probably my favourite moment, one of my favourite moments in the episode. Penguin's Revenge. Was this a shock, John? A big shock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so good, because it really hammers back home to all the audience to everyone that penguin is a master planner i mean we talk about jeremiah him being calculated and precise this is precision revenge if there ever was anything and you know going back to something from season two Mm -hmm. uh, really nice to look back in gotham in this final episode of season four um and just the cold calculation of Oswald Cobblepot. And I think the determination of what he wanted to do, which was to cure Butch Gilzean mm. of being effectively immortal himself, or at least yep. being able to take bullets, have limbs hacked off, get him sorted, get him recovered, or better, turn him back to Butch. I mean, I, I kind of had Butch's back, baby. But only temporarily, because then, yes, bang, bang, and Penguin shoots it. All for the revenge of the death of his mother uh, at the hands of Tabitha. Mm -hmm. So, so good. And I'm really, I was just so shocked because absolutely have loved Butch Gilzean, really enjoyed Grundy. Uh, Drew Powell, you know, we've interviewed him twice now, and he is such a good guy. He has had such a blast, I think, doing Gotham. He, he's, you know, gone from probably being sort of just a, a recurring character with regards to Fish Mooney's uh, henchman yeah. to becoming a full-blown um, regular on the series as well as having, you know, a legacy character in terms of Solomon Grundy, Absolutely. you know, being given that as a character to make his own and he's just done it so so well and so for me yes it was great to see just this level of calculation from Oswald Cobblepot for him to put it in place it's a shame it happened to Butch Gilzean but again it's just like jaw drops at this moment all the revenge of Gertrude Cobblepot and so Tabitha is allowed to live as her loved one, who's just been returned to his normal state, has been shot. But I do like the moment that Penguin also says, and when I realise, or when I determine that you have suffered enough, then I will make a decision to kill you or not. So if you get over this, if you find another partner, that's the moment when you'll die. Absolutely. Um, It's such a great moment. And again, more full us as as fans of Gotham. We've done 129 episodes about this show, um, and we didn't guess the fact that that <laughs> Penguin would be sitting in waiting. As, as the phrase goes, revenge is a dish best served cold. And this is the coldest. This is two seasons. Yeah. He's been waiting in the wings and planning this. Um, since but since he knew Grundy came back, I suppose. Do is kind not of that point. keep your eye off the Penguin. Yeah. Is the moral of this tale. He is cold. He certainly is. He certainly is. But we do at least get the moment where Tabitha tells 
Butch that she loves him, that he does go to his grave knowing that she loves him. That was one of the big central things for this character throughout this season was the reason he wanted to come back was to be the man that Tabitha needed him to be. So uh, so at least we have that moment for, for them. Um, but as I say, Penguin does tell Butch, this has nothing to do with you. I consider you a friend. This is all to do with Tabitha. So this is the wrapping up of Tabitha's story. We will see these two go head-to-head next season. We may even see Grundy come back next season. We don't know what the exact cure that Professor yeah. Strange gave to Grundy was. We, I do. Or did as, it work we, fully? Well, we know it worked. We know he came back as, as Butch. He looks more like him and so yeah. on, but maybe there's some residual Grundy in there. But I absolutely I love it, the, the procedure that was done by Professor Strange. I <laughs> yeah. loved It's basically flush everything out of the system and then fill you up with these three people's blood. <laughs> and yeah. points to just three poor people crying in the corner. The residents of Gotham are really going to have a bad time coming into the future let's get on to case note number five but this is just a tip of the iceberg Mm. with what professor strange is doing to them case note five is no man's land i like that this is kind of taken from barbara's thoughts uh when she's looking around at people (laughs) people around her going there's only one thing wrong with gotham it's the men so this is going to become no man's land it is a huge story arc we talked about it a bit last week it's a huge story arc for uh, the batman characters and the family of batman characters is this no man's land idea in the comic books it was an earthquake that happened which cut off the city and uh, the villain started to take over when the government shut it down and said this is a war zone you cannot go in and out of this place uh, we get little references here and there to in the dialogue about uh, the fact that washington has cut them off the, what well, that's the government have said nobody is to go in and out of gotham um they're, that they're going to evacuate it but nobody's able to go in there and they will evaluate the situation in future uh, and we see all of our main characters all the people that we love taking their stand and ta- and staying in the city so we see our first big one really is jim and bullock uh, yeah. saying they're going to stay in the gcpd joined very quickly by the wonderful Lucius Fox, who has uh, taken one of Jerome's devices, which will power the GCPD and that area of the city for eternity. Yeah, if so necessary. good. Yeah, uh, really good. Great hero moments for these characters. Really enjoyed that. Um, it was fantastic to see the Scarecrow there as well. We see a new character with the orphan Ooh, yes. uh, being all axy. Uh, on some unfortunate soul. So that is possibly Cassandra Kane, mm. uh, who took on the role of Batgirl uh, at some point in the comic books. Uh, so Cassandra Kane has the name The Orphan in the uh, in the comic books. Uh, people have been speculating that that's who it is. Ooh, I'm yeah. not too sure that a person that becomes the Batgirl will be first seen uh, hacking someone to bits <laughs> yeah. in this room. It is the you never cre- know. It is the creepiest saw-like moment that we've seen in Gotham so far as the mother walks in with the mask on and we see this kid on the ground killing someone. You see a dead body, another yeah. dead body, a woman uh, who's skewered uh, as she's walking through the scene. Um, this seems like much more of a villain character than I would have been, been expecting by this particular uh, description of the character. But really interesting. There was an interview with Dan, with uh, John Stevens, the executive producer, the guy who co-wrote this episode, saying the villains that he was expecting to see next season. And I was kind of going, oh, this is kind of a wish list. They haven't really started writing the episodes yet. He was saying these are coming up tonight on Gotham, so we're going to be playing them off next season. We see some dolls in the room around them. That's possibly a, a little nod to the ventriloquist, yes. who we think is coming up. Hopefully played by Andrew Sellen, who played Mr. Penn. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he'll be playing the ventriloquist, and we'll see Scarface, his doll, um, who take control of his mind. Very cool arc, but uh, love to see that in the next season. But we get loads more as well, John. 
Yeah, we have Mr. Freeze gets his own area. Yep. Firefly has a crew that takes down sort of an industrial area. Yep. Burn true. all of them. And isn't it like she wants to set fire to 10 block radius <laughs> yeah. around her? She's got her ring of fire. It's going just on. so, so good. You have Penguin taking up residence in a very opulent building. Uh, I, was, I would have said... Maybe it was the City Hall, but we know that that's been blown up. Do you know who I think it might be? I think it might be the museum where um, where Rachel Ghoul killed Bruce's friend. I think that was the circular area where the murder actually happened. But ah, okay, I need to yeah. go back and see it again. If you know Gothamites, let us know. You can send it. You can always send us an email at feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com. Just to let us know. Um, but it is an opulent place. It's a great oh, place for, for Penguin. I love how small he looks and how powerful he looks in the middle of the Yeah, room. he has to kill a few people as well, just so you've decided to squat there. Uh-huh. Um, we have then Scarecrow uh, has his lab back at the, the house. Yeah. It, it's really interesting that we didn't get to see um, Mad Hatter or Poison Ivy, True. which is unfortunate. Um, maybe that was just down to scheduling for this, but it would yeah. have been nice to see them. There's certainly not the um, Executioner either. Yeah, true. So there's a few people that are missing there, not to say that they are gone and lost, but certainly um, the city is being carved up and divided into these different districts that each has their own ruler, which is absolutely straight out of the Arkham video game True. as well. Also um, taken from No Man's Land. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, again, a nice little nod back to No Man's Land, the comic, but also to other references to that, such as the video Batman video games, yeah. which is really, really good to see, actually. Loved it. It just shows you how good the story arcs for Batman and Gotham and any of the characters associated with the Gotham universe um, really is. It, it is one of the reasons why it is my favorite DC property. Yeah. If not, maybe one of the only DC properties that I, I really like and love to buy and to read. Yeah. Because it's so dark, it's so terrifying, but it can be a whole range of different things. So This is absolutely fantastic. What we do see here as well is that Selina could be permanently damaged and that Bruce ultimately here, as we said before, has to make this decision as mm-hmm. to what he wants to do. He's searching for Jeremiah in amongst the rubble of Gotham at the time. And Beating his way through every criminal he can find. Exactly. And <laughs> um, I think then we cut back to a few more villains carving up. We have Man Bat in, in a church that is... Great to see. Um, I presume he like sucked their blood, like uh, Dracula. Possibly, possibly a cool scene as well. Mambad as a as a character that obviously has been around in the comic books a lot. We did see a version of him in uh, Fish Mooney's crew back in in season three. Um, I'm not sure whether it's the same character. He's got a big beard, so his, his face is covered up. So I'm not sure if it's the same actor playing him or the same character. But it's so cool to just throw in these. Fun little bombs to go, guess what? If we get a season five, yeah, you're going to get all of this here, definitely. guys. You know, very, very cool. Really enjoyed that moment. But yes, as you say, Bruce makes his decision to stay on the new Dark Island, the new uh, Gotham Island, uh, sending Alfred off to take care of uh, possibly a, a permanently paralyzed uh, Selena Kyle. I think that'd be a really interesting storyline to see um, Selena in the wheelchair and having to take up the role of Oracle. Uh, it's so interesting, really thinking that. 
Cameron Beacondova, when she first started in the show at, at 14 or 15 years old, she was a well-known dancer. That's the, where she came to on the show. Uh, they cast her because of her dancing. She hadn't really acted much before. And it would be really interesting for them to take it and, and kind of lay it at her feet now that she is and has developed into a great actress now on the show. It would be great to lay it at her feet and say, now you're here yeah. acting in this role of Oracle, who will help Bruce out and is a really important character in the comic books. While it would be awful not to see Catwoman, potentially we could see the character by the end of next season uh, coming back as the Catwoman character. But I would love to see them give something really meaty to Selina Kyle being able to play this role uh, as the support for Alfred definitely, and Bruce. That'd definitely. Cool. That's even, a really good idea, actually. Even if she's um, just outside of the city and controlling the, the communications to Bruce inside the city, yeah, something like that. I like that idea. I mean, I have to say... I would like to see Selena Kyle be Selena Kyle, mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, proto young cat woman. Um, so they may not actually do it, but I think if they were to possibly go down that route, that idea I think would be really very cool to do. You can um, have that one for free, Gotham TV writers. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, the closing moments here where Jim has set up a big spotlight um to to really cast some light on the shadows and who arrives on top of the roof of the gcpd only bruce wayne really really good and of course he's like a bat attractor isn't it? It, it really is uh, it could be mothman of course as <laughs> yeah. well uh, but it, here we see the two of them coming together with a plan to work together as well to go one block at a time to really save this city of Gotham. It's a really nice choice because here laid out is, you know, Bruce looking at his future. He has had notions of this from Rachel Ghoul that he will become this dark knight. But as he says, he knows how to control his darkness. Mm -hmm. And so this is a really big, big moment for uh, Bruce Wayne here in terms of moving towards not being Man-Bat, but mm-hmm. Batman. Exactly, exactly. Also, can I just say what a great choice of the writers for this episode to make this moment matter. It's four seasons in, and do you remember, John, the first time we saw the trailer for the pilot episode of Gotham? It was left with that resounding moment of there will be light, Bruce, there will be light. And you have Jim Gordon now standing on the roof, Bruce recounting that moment where they yeah. met each other in the alley for the first time. And what does Jim say to him? There is light. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. this is now the point where they've reached. If the series ended on, on season four, episode 22, this would have been the final moment of Gotham leading them into the future of Batman. And it's a great note to leave it on. Definitely. But as I said at the start of the podcast, I think they were totally trolling all of us fans to make us go out in the streets and set fire to things if they didn't come back and have these storylines that are going to be coming up in season five. Um, Great, great job for this episode. Yeah. Really superb um, final moments. This, Mm -hmm. This chaotic, lawless Gotham with the glimmer of light um, and hope, for sure. Great job, great job. John, we normally do our Gotham moment of the week and our Gotham character of the week here. Um, I'm going to call my my moment of the week is sadly the death of Butch Gilzean. There's so many great moments in this episode, it's very hard to pick just one moment that is my moment of the week, but the death of Butch Gilzean was shocking, surprising, and we should have seen it coming with Penguin. Yeah. But we wanted our Butch Gilzean back, we've been praying for him to come back to get more lines, to have his big moment in the show where he finally gets to say to Tabitha, I love you, and gets it reciprocated from her. He gets that moment and then taken out by a a gunshot. That's my moment of the week. 
I think it's mine as well, but I I do have another two to throw in. Right. Um, so I ha- I, yeah, exactly. As always, I have three moments of of the week. I absolutely loved when Rachel Gould was stabbed at the hands of Bruce. I thought that effect, the cr- the sort of breaking china effect on his skin, so like porcelain cool. yeah. cracking, and then him just turning to dust. So so good. Um, you do really in the end feel sorry for Rachel Gould. How many times does he have to be turned into carpet dust? Exactly. Um, you know, only to be hoovered up at some point by some unsuspecting cleaner uh, to, you know, he's just, yeah. Dust, not dust. Dust, yeah. not dust. Dust Skeleton, part of Rachel Gould. Yeah. Yeah. Zombie dust. Yeah. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, a nice touch as well. I think they're going to avoid the storyline in Gotham where Bruce goes off and trains with um, the League of Shadows. Uh, he has done some training with them. Yeah. We had we had a little bit of it in the past, but what they've slightly converted this into is race is the reason that Bruce becomes the Dark Knight, becomes Batman, even though they're not going to use that word. Um, the reason why he becomes the Dark Knight is because Raish pushes him into it. Raish is pushing him down this path. So he does have a central hand yeah. in forming him as Batman, but he may not necessarily be the one that he trained with to become. No, absolutely. Which is a nice yeah. a nice touch. I think it would be a little bit, I don't know, it would be a little bit arrow-like or something if they sent him off to an island to train for four seasons and he was away from all the rest with of the really Gotham. With a really weird haircut. With a really weird wig, yes. Uh, that would not be a fun way to treat, uh, to treat Gotham. Uh, John. And just the quickly, two, yeah. the other one is definitely the bridges blowing up. I absolutely enjoyed so cool. uh, that really epic and all the villains getting their little cameo as the districts of villainous dark island gotham are, are sort of being set out to to the audience so yeah. that was really good and um, for sure uh, in terms of character of the week it has to be for me butch Gilzean as well um yeah. I really enjoyed this character and and I can't believe that potentially he won't be there for season five. So I really have to give a shout out to um, Bush Girls Ian. And I think if because normally we would take uh, more of a cameo role, a minor character, I would really go with the orphan. It was great seeing that scary, scary loft with dolls cribs um as this young kid with a very scary mask is um hacking up some poor unfortunate as uh, even scarier mother turns up to, yeah. to just make sure that they're hacking up that body in the right way yeah so maybe yeah. we've misinterpreted orphan because if that's her mother turning up uh pretty unlikely it's an orphan but hey that's what that's what john Stephen said so uh so we'll go we'll go with him um yeah they really looked like something out of the purge didn't they maybe the maybe oh, that's maybe yeah. the purge is coming to the dc it universe. is a little purgy what happens in this episode it of gotham is. with no man's land it certainly is yeah um from minor characters as we usually do in our Gotham character of the week uh, to our major characters my Gotham characters of the week are Bruce and Jim Bruce Wayne and Jim Gordon this moment at the end of this episode of Gotham is as iconic as Bruce standing with his first set of um pads I guess to cover his face and his mask that moment that we saw uh, last season this one's just as iconic having the two of them standing over what will be the bat signal in future just absolutely great and lovely lovely moments but everybody had a had a great moment in this episode john with that said how would you rate this episode how many lightness out of the darkness would you give this 
How many bombs? Yeah, I hear you ask. <laughs> um, I would give this five twin obsessions out of five. Mm. Um, yep. I think, you know, credit absolutely where credit is due. Um, this was just a really exciting, um, dark, funny turn of events in Gotham. Yeah. Again, just so much going on, so much of the cast involved. Um, you know, the big revenge from Penguin towards Tabitha completely, for me, almost overtook everything else. It was such a small part, but you realize the sincerity of what Penguin has done because this, this grudge goes back so long in the season so for me that is absolutely fantastic in an episode that brings you most of the cameos of all the the villains that have been there in gotham you have some spectacular moments with rachel ghoul and jeremiah as their plan begins to play out Uh, all those explosions the city hall the bridges you have an absolutely defining moment and david mazus absolutely nails it as Mm -hmm. Um, Bruce Wayne coming onto the GCPD roof as Jim has lit the beacon that will in future become the bat signal. Uh, So, so good. And the pain that Bruce Wayne has in terms of being forced to confront Jeremiah as Selena is hospitalized, the pain of him having to make that choice between Selena and Gotham really so, so good. Enigma, Leslie Tompkins, all just interwoven really nicely, written so well uh, and delivered. I absolutely could not consider there being a no season five absolutely. ultimately yeah. a- a- after this. It really just said you have to give us season five. Yeah. This needs to be finished as you know, and bookended as a start and a finish with regards to what the producers, the creators, the showrunner, the directors, the scriptwriters, uh, the actors that, you know, what they want to do. Yeah. I really hope uh, Bush Gilzean gets to find his way back um, to... Murder Slaughter uh, Swamp. <laughs> well, absolutely. Back to, to Gotham. It'd be great to see him back yep. there. Um, I did also think that my theory that Killer Croc inhabits the, the sewers, that he may have just popped out for the sheer fun of it um, because everything was going so crazily bad. <laughs> I love it. I love it, John. I totally agree with you. This is probably one of my favorites this season. It's quite difficult to review the episodes when the way we do them on a weekly basis, not knowing what's going on ahead and trying to rate them. Um, because I think we've hit more five out of fives this yeah, season. Yeah, a lot. It's been very high this season. But rightly so, is what I was going to say. This is the best season of Gotham so far. If they were going out on this on this episode, they'd be going out in a high. But I'm so glad this is just the finale of yeah. season four and not the end of the show. Uh, so excited to see what ha- what's going to happen in the future of Gotham. Let's get on to some feedback, John. I know you're not able to stay for all of the feedback. I'm going to drop the rest of the feedback in uh, before the episode gets released. Uh, John, unfortunately, is not going to be here for that bit. But we've got a bit of feedback that came into us uh, since the episode came out. A uh, first piece of feedback came from Doug Green over on uh, <laughs> over on Twitter. Uh, Doug says, I was going to leave you voicemail, but it would just be 90 seconds of screaming after that episode. <laughs> Thanks, Absolutely. Doug. <laughs> yeah, it really would. Over on Facebook, and of course, you can join our Facebook group over at facebook.com forward slash groups 
forward slash Gotham TV podcast. Mm-hmm. Jason Wiley goes, hello, Gothamites. This is my feedback for the season four finale. Wow, what a finale and what a season. So much going on. The ending with Riddler and Lee was rather tragic. What has Hugo got in store for them? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He looked really excited at the prospect. <laughs> to have he something. looked like he was in a candy store for sure. And um, it was nice to have Butch back to normal. But you knew something was up with Penguin grinning like a Cheshire cat. I really thought Tabby was done for this episode. I can't quite fathom why Raish came back from the dead only to be killed again with the same knife by Bruce. That whole plot just made no sense to me as the motivation Bruce needed really came from Jeremiah. I also thought the whole Babs turning feminist arc was too on the nose as well and really didn't serve anything. Well, it served to give us the name of the episode. Yeah, no absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, th- I think it's a, you know, in terms of the whole of Gotham City being carved up into different districts, mm-hmm. why not have a feminist district? And I think it wasn't so much a feminist arc, more that she just had been totally sort of over men and what they were doing yeah. in, in, in Gotham. It, yep. I mean... Given that she was involved with the ogre, <laughs> I, I can kind of slightly see why she would have maybe something uh, to 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 make her more um, suspicious. Well, absolutely. But even when she became the demon's head, we had the male members of the organization go after her and go to kill her because they don't believe that she should be yeah. the one to lead them. Yet the, here they come after Race has been killed a second time going, oh, well, now we'll come and join you, uh, even though they fought <laughs> yeah. against her. The whole point of her arc really is, screw men. They're out, they're, this isn't so much a feminist arc. This is a woman's only arc. Yeah. We can control the city and we do a better job than all of those crappy men that have, have been so bad for Gotham in, over the last few seasons. Absolutely. Although I have to say, I wouldn't like to be one of those two dead male totems either side oh, yeah. of of the, the sign proclaiming that this is no man's land uh, mm-hmm. as such. Just one other thing quickly. The reason why Rache came back was to control Jeremiah. He came back and gave Jeremiah the plan to blow up the bridges around the city. So arguably... Yeah, his motivation came from Jeremiah for Bruce to stay and be the Dark Knight, but that would only came there because of Raish, right? So, yeah. uh, so that's why Raish came back. It is a, sh- a shame that he keeps getting killed. After, it really you know, is being absolutely. back in town for a day. He doesn't get to go out for a pint or or a nice meal or anything. He comes back, says his plan, and then somebody stabs him and kills him again. I don't think it's the last we've seen of Alexander Siddiq, though. Let's hope not. Mm-hmm. Um, let's hope not, because he's a great actor, and I have to say, I really enjoyed his turn as both Rachel Ghoul and Zombie Rachel Ghoul yes. as well. Yes. Um, Jason goes on. I did love the brief introductions we got to the mass mother and orphan, mm-hmm. as well as the man bat creature. Also loved the fully realized Scarecrow with his hat and seeing brief shots of Freeze and Firefly claiming their turf. Oh yes. When Bruce looked up towards the light and him meeting Jim on the rooftop was a scene we've all been waiting for. Jim giving people a beacon of hope and Bruce facing his destiny. It's going to be agonizing waiting until 2019 for the final season. But let's hope they use the time well to give us a satisfying conclusion to this amazing show. Absolutely, Jason. I think you've put that in a perfect set of sentences. Uh, Really great, great season. Great, great episode. um, And really 
big things and I'm expecting big things from this because I think what they've done in this season has been really quite epic. Yeah. It's been really um, sort of broad strokes, personalized, really showing off the characters of Gotham and the storylines that you can do so really spot on and cannot wait until 2019 yeah absolutely uh, thanks so much for that Jason Oliver Hins also sent us an email uh, to feedback at gothamtvpodcast.com he says hey Gotham TV podcast what an insane last episode and an awesome season the second half of this season has been absolutely world class in my opinion and thanks to you I was able to enjoy every episode twice as to the last episode I don't even know where to start every second of it was a nail biter but the butch scene stands out for me I totally didn't expect them to bring him back and then just take him away again <laughs> yeah. I even forgot the penguin still hated Tabitha for killing his mother. He does hide it very well. He really he? does. Absolutely keep your eye on the bird. Mm-hmm. Oliver goes on to say, It broke my heart, but at the same time, it was great to see Penguin back to the manipulative, evil genius he has been before. He is also my character of the week, even though I almost picked Professor Strange, since it was so good to see this great actor back on the show. Mm, nice pick. Yeah. Yeah, really good to see BD Wong back. And Oliver says, I also enjoyed that Babs was able to defeat Raish, and I wonder what happens now to the demon's head. But she is still one of my absolute favourite characters in Gotham, and she deserves more screen time. Having Penguin, the Sirens, and the different other maniacs we saw at the end in an abandoned Gotham together with the rise of Batman, the last season simply cannot disappoint. But I still hope that there will be as many episodes as possible. Finally, a big thank you to you guys for making my mornings on the train better. Absolutely love your podcast. Have a great summertime, Gothamites. From Oliver. Thank you so much, Oliver. It's really great to get that feedback, uh, and we hope we bring you Gotham loveliness uh, on the train in the mornings. And For many years to come. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, there will be a season six as well. Absolutely, but at least we've got Pennyworth <laughs> to at least talk about a bit yeah. more of the characters. Pennyworth as well should be really good. If they go down the Earth One route, mm-hmm. um, even yeah. though that just really gives you a glimpse into alfred's pre-wayne manor um valet experiences um it should be really good because in some ways that was um part of the basis for alfred in this whole series that is gotham that he's ex-military you know he's known thomas wayne for a long time they've they have a particular connection uh, and he's more involved with Wayne Enterprises and the Wayne family than you maybe get the idea of. So that should be a really interesting look into this character and certainly much beloved character after Sean Pertwee has provided such a great um, load of acting chops for this Alfred yeah, in, yeah. in Gotham. I think he's now got the most screen time of all the Alfreds, if you think about 88 episodes of this oh. TV show. I know the Batman uh, series in the 66 went for a lot longer in in terms of number of episodes, but I even think that David Mazous playing Bruce Wayne for all of those episodes probably has more screen time as Bruce yeah. Wayne than any other. Yeah. Uh, would I be about right I'd in that? I'd say so. At least by the end of the 100 episodes, he most likely will anyway. Uh, John, do you want to get on to our, our quick Facebook yeah, feedback? Yeah, some short Facebook feedback here. Sam Bachter goes, wow, what a way to end the season. I need time to process it all. I got chills seeing Bruce and Gordon on the roof at the end with the proto-bat signal. And when Bruce was standing alone after Alfred left with the ambulance and the music got all loud. Absolutely. Brilliant uh, moment there. And such a defining moment 
um, for Bruce Wayne, as well as Jim Gordon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is where, he, obviously, Jim Gordon is going to get the mustache because <laughs> he can't find a razor in all this chaos. That is the reason they're not starting the episodes of uh, Gotham until 2019. They're going to give Jim Gordon or Ben McKenzie time to grow that mustache out, right? Uh, he's been growing the beard. We've seen him in a few photographs from the Deadpool 2 premiere. He's been growing the beard out. So I think he's just getting ready to shave that off and shave it down into the mustache. Uh, you know, they're in a city that has no electricity. If he gets, if he goes home at any time, he can't get his razor out. Uh, so, or maybe he'll be shaving in the dark and just end off the moustache and go, hey, that looks pretty good on me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caroline Wells, also over the Facebook group, says, Firefly got a corner in Gotham. The Sirens got a corner. Freeze got a corner. Scarecrow got a corner. Why is there no Mad Hatter corner? Well, absolutely. Yeah, just um, like you said, John. It, was, it was so strange not to see Mad Hatter because such a fantastic character played so well. I mean, even the toy maker, we know that, um, you know, his son is on the loose. We, that would have been great to have seen a little bit of toy maker. And as well, Poison Ivy, no Poison Ivy. So it's not just the Mad Hatter. It's a real shame that these areas for these big villainous characters, especially Mad Hatter and Poison Ivy, weren't shown. I have to say, it's the only bit of this episode where I'm like, it would have been good if you'd shown those because, yes, Poison Ivy's been there from season one in various forms. Yeah, yeah. And Mad Hatter, um, what a great character and, and what a great bring to Gotham that that character has been. Do you know what I'd love if season five opens up with Poison Ivy in her new residence in the, the the National Park or the old botanic gardens or something like that, where she's surrounded mm. by her plants, uh, owning an area of the city. And that's how you kind of start off yeah, season five. That, that would be, a, be great, a too. Cool little shout out. I know a show like this, it's the biggest cast on TV, really, at the moment of a, of a regular show. They did such a great job of getting so many characters back. So I can't begrudge them for missing out on a few of our favorites. We still don't know what's, what's happened to um, Falcone. Uh, she was in a, uh, Sophia Falcone, she was in a coma the last yeah. time we saw her. Uh, we don't know whether she got taken off the island or whether she's out. Um, we know that she hopefully will be coming back. She is definitely left alive, according to her last episode there. Um, Caroline also says, was that really Martin at the end of the episode or another freaky kid? Uh, that's the orphan that we're yeah talking about um to me i'm not sure it did look a little bit like uh, martin's haircut but it I, is yeah but i did think it was a female character um just by as the camera pans around the front but i think they've kind of left it open that it could be martin it could be somebody else uh, martin was the kid that was uh, was oswald's sidekick uh, earlier on in the season um loved loved the character as well and hopefully we'll get to see him back mm. uh, caroline finally says why don't I have more ice cream in the house? I need a hug. Yeah, absolutely. I think we all need a hug. I think we all do. Especially from Drew Powell. I think we all want to give him a hug. And hopefully we'll be able to do it at Heroes Villains Fan Fest uh, next week. Um, yeah, can't wait. Um, also, our final bit of short Facebook feedback here is from Johnny Reese. That episode was written so that if they didn't get renewed, the fans would have rioted. <laughs> absolutely. I yep. love that idea. There would have been a call to arms and boycotting galore. Good strategy, really. Uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, also, Johnny, that is brilliant feedback. Thank you so much for that. I think you're totally right. As I mentioned it throughout the episode. Um, it's absolutely, totally what they were trying to do. We would have rioted if, if that would happen. Yeah, We'd absolutely. Be down the streets in, in Carolina, burning things down until we uh, until we got all the way to New York uh, to siege the Fox offices up there. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Johnny, for that feedback. Uh, just a couple of shout outs because we're at the last episode of 
uh, episode 22 of the fourth season of Gotham. A couple of shout-outs. A quick shout-out to Supercell320, a.k.a. Sam Legit. Uh, He does reviews over on YouTube uh, for Gotham at the JVS channel. Uh, Go check them out. Um, We've had tons of support over the last 127 episodes of Gotham. We're going to be going on a little bit of a break, but we will be talking about some comic books coming up. We'll be talking about um, probably No Man's Land at some point later in the season. Uh, We'll be doing some round table discussions as we usually do to wrap up uh, the season but because we've got a bit of a longer break going into January next year um, we're not too sure exactly when these are going to happen we're going to give it a little bit of time to breathe so make sure you stay subscribed to Gotham TV Podcast over at GothamTVPodcast.com but I wanted to give a few shout outs to some of the Absolutely. people that have helped us um, DC World have been hugely supportive of us uh, ever since we met them check out DC World uh, over on, on their website and over on Facebook they have some great articles on there and, and it has some great reviews of Gotham actually really enjoying reading yeah those. definitely yeah um, Gotham Addicts as well, um, you know, soul boys and girls here between yep. Gotham TV Podcasts and Gotham Addicts. We have been um, around so long together that it feels yep. like we started out together. Um, I, you know, it's been great uh, with the Gotham Addicts following Gotham along. And we have another season to go, so mm-hmm. it's absolutely excellent. Yep. There is Mike, the movie guy, yep. Gotham Hub, Gotham Undercover, and the Gotham Lights pod as well. Yeah, we know how difficult it can be to uh, to record 22 episodes a season about uh, about one show, especially when the ratings are starting to tank a little bit. It's kind of difficult to keep, you know, talking about it, but we know we're talking to the fans. We yeah, know we're talking to people definitely. that love the show Gotham, and we are fans. We absolutely love the show. So just standing beside Gotham Undercover and Gotham Lights Pod, particularly, who've done a great job of covering the show as well. Uh, thank you guys for your support. John... After all of that. The prize draw. Yes. Yes. Let's get into the prize draw, and then I'll do the rest of the feedback after the prize draw. Exactly. So the prize draw here is coming from the eye of, or the cap of Agamotto, <laughs> uh, the Doctor Strange baseball cap. Not Professor Strange, the Doctor the Strange. The Doctor baseball. Strange. Yes, yes, this is a Marvel DC crossover <laughs> here. Yes, so um, this is... The-, the results have been tallied... The names have been put into the hat. And, of course, our auditors, PwC, have... No, they haven't. They haven't We've put the names into the hat of everyone that has submitted in their Gotham moment of the week to us through any different channels, whether Mm -hmm. it's Facebook, email, on Twitter. uh, And we are going to pull at random from the hat. There we go. There is all the names. Excellent. off you go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. Okay, let's see who wins the prize of that awesome, awesome penguin statue. Or if they don't win that because it's never made in the end, then um, a big family pack size pack of crisps and a massive bar of dairy milk. No, didn't we say we were going to paint up one of our derelicts <laughs> as uh, as the penguin? Wasn't that what we were going to do? Anyway, 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 the winner. Excellent. The winner is Claire Payne. I'm going to show that to the camera to show I'm not lying. Claire Payne. Claire Payne is almost the third host to this episode. It, she really is. Yeah. So happy you've won this prize, Claire. Thank you so much for all of your feedback. I'm actually expecting a little bit of feedback from Claire Payne to come in after we finish recording this episode. So I will be putting it in. But congratulations to you, Claire. We will get in contact with you. We'll get your address and we'll make sure that gets delivered to you in the UK Absolutely. as soon as it comes out. Congratulations. Big, big congratulations to Claire. And thank you as well to everyone who has written in whether it was with their moment of the week or whether it was just with 
great feedback on everything to do with Gotham this season or anything to do with the renewal or anything to do with the podcast. It is nothing without the fans and the community of Gotham interacting together, whether it's on this podcast through your feedback, whether it is uh, meeting, chatting at Heroes Villains Fan Fest next week um, or at any other moment. It is so good to be part of the great Gotham family. And of course, if you want to share that Gotham family and community as well, please head on over and subscribe to our podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can rate us, leave a review, because to share the love is to share the podcast. And of course, it's another spoke on that wheel of the gotham community absolutely i'm going to leave a little space here so that i can put in the feedback and it doesn't seem so awkward to just our audio listeners hey gothamites as i mentioned i am back with the last bit of feedback from claire payne she sent in some voicemail feedback for us uh, john's not here but i'll talk about it straight afterwards this final episode was the best of all the seasons and thank goodness we have season five the musical score that played throughout this episode really made you feel we are now heading towards seeing batman a great montage of scenes from Firefly, Mr. Freeze and Scarecrow setting up their own territories in Gotham. So many great scenes to choose from, Lee and Ed stabbing each other as they were just like Romeo and Juliet, just like the Gotham writers said on Twitter. Ed's delight in Lee choosing Ed over Jim was so Riddler. I love how this whole scene was written between these two characters with Lee bringing up that Ed would kill her because that's what he does. The death of Butch was a shock, but deep down I think I expected it. I will miss the character so much, just as so many Gotham fans will. From the moment Butch introduced himself to Jim in the alleyway behind Fish Moonies, he has been an absolute delight to watch. Penguin's revenge on Tabitha was cruel, but I have never forgiven her for murdering Gertrude. Penguin now has no sympathy or emotional connection left, and the transformation from season one has been outstanding. Bruce and Jeremiah again had you captivated and I really like how Bruce compared the darkness inside of him to Jeremiah's, the difference being Bruce can control it. Jeremiah really is such a great menacing character. I really also like how Rachel Gould fitted into the storyline with Jeremiah. Now that Gotham is a dark island, the explosion of the bridges again made Gotham cinematic and I love how Penguin, Barbara, Tapifer and Alfred watched the destruction in silence. Character of the week is Hugo Strange. Always great to have him back. Interesting way of curing Grandy back into Butch and now I loved his delight of having the bodies of Ed and Lee to work on. Barbara impressed me in this episode and I loved her conclusion after hearing about Butch's death that the core problem in Gotham is men. The sign she put outside, Siren's Turf, no men, was hilarious. Alfred leaving with Selina as Alfred understood that Bruce needed to stay was emotional as he promised he would come back and find Bruce. One of my favourite lines from this episode is Alfred to Bullock, can you tell this Ponce to let us go please? I also really like how Jim believes there are still good people in Gotham. Bruce now knowing he needs to be a dark knight of Gotham and the ending of Jim telling Bruce, even in darkness, let there be light. Season 4 of Gotham has been amazing and every single episode has delivered on writing, direction, cast, characters. I did manage to choose a few of my favourite episodes. Stop Hitching Yourself, Let the Meat Pie, The Sinking Ship, The Grand Applause, That's Entertainment, Mandatory Brunch Meeting. And of course, the season finale, No Man's Land. Um, 
every single character for me has delivered in their storyline the Riddler from becoming smart again and his relationship with Lee um I it's impossible really for me to kind of just pick who I've really really loved and I think has been outstanding as a cast as a whole it's been sensational many thanks for all the great podcasts for this season I'm very happy you got renewed as well see you at Heroes and Villains FanFest London Claire Thanks so much for your feedback, Claire. Our competition winner, Claire. Thanks so much for that. Uh, yes, yeah, some really good points in there. Uh, the brutal Romeo and Juliet death scene of uh, of Enigma and uh, and Lee. Yeah, really good. A really good moment. A nice nice shout out there from the Gotham writers. They obviously knew what they were doing. It did feel exactly like the stage play of Romeo and Juliet as they fall to the ground after their kiss. Um, Penguin's transformation from season one. Robin Lortella kills the show. He's he's so good in this role of of Penguin. He's done such a great job right from that opening episode. You can see why his character has been so central over the years and had so many big, big stories. Really, really enjoyed it. Seeing Professor Strange back, I can see he's your character of the week. He definitely fit the mold in any other episode as being a character that doesn't have a big role in the episode but really stands out in there. But there, everybody got so many great moments in here. It was so hard to choose, but totally agree with you. Uh, your line from Alfred to Bullock, can you tell this Ponce to let, let this go, please? I love that. I also love that moment where Alfred walks in looking at Jer- Jeremiah saying, I should have just put a bullet in his head and saved everybody all the hassle. And then afterwards, not hearing that, Harvey walks in and goes, why didn't he just put a bullet in his head and save us all this trouble? <laughs> They're just on the same page, the two of those characters. Love it. As for your favourite episode of the season, I think you've nailed it. There's some great episodes in there. Some written by Seth Boston and some directed by Nathan Hope as well. So these guys have the pedigree. You can see where they were given the finale along with John Stevens uh, to deliver the final episode of this season. Thanks, as always, for your feedback, Claire. Uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you over at Heroes Villain Fan Fest next week. Uh, thanks so much for joining <laughs> us over on YouTube. Really cool to see. Uh, well, hopefully you guys get to see us. Uh, if you see us at Heroes Villains Fan Fest in London um, next weekend at the end of May, uh, come over and say hi. Absolutely. Come over and, and tell us that you hashtag renewed Gotham TV podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a yeah. celebration. We heard uh, Corey Michael Smith and... Um, and uh, Robin Lord Taylor talking about the fact that the cast haven't actually been together. They've all been traveling quite a lot. And he's saying London is the next time that a major portion of the cast are going to yep. get together. And it's going to be a party for them to celebrate the renewal. They all got their jobs for next year. Yeah, all really, them. really good. Yeah. yeah, We'll be there at Heroes Villains Fan Fest. So please come on by, say hello if you see us. And of course, maybe... There is a nice pub just uh, <laughs> down the way from the Olympia. So I'm sure you could always find us in there as well. Actually, yeah. Uh, and we could do a little Gotham TV podcast drinking session in, <laughs> in the pub as well, just by Olympia. Any excuse for a Guinness. I love it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back next season, but we will be back in a little bit in the meantime as well. We don't know exactly what date we're coming back, but just make sure you stay subscribed so you hear all of our news uh, follow us over on twitter we usually update with news and, and chats and retweets and all that kind of stuff over at gotham tv podcast on twitter obviously that's kind of our thing uh, over on our other channel over on defenders tv podcast we have got another movie uh, review coming up we've got daredevil uh, not daredevil deadpool 2 deadpool number two we've seen it Numero it's hilarious de. If you're an adult yeah, really and, good. and like adult type jokes, it's so, hilarious. So good. Go watch it. Join us over on DefendersTVPodcast.com. For that review, we've got our Avengers Infinity War review already up over there. And we'll be coming back with Luke Cage, the Netflix series, will be our next series that we'll be covering over there. Yes, Otherwise, that is from yeah, June 22nd. June 22nd, that's it. Uh, with our Luke Cage Season 2 coverage. Yeah. 
if you are a Marvel Netflix fan. Or subscribe to it all on tvpodcastindustries.com where all of our podcasts go uh, together. So we have them all in one big pile. So Gotham one week and then Defenders next week and then Daredevil another week and Jessica Jones and then a Marvel movie and then a comic book. Hey, get them all over on, on TV Podcast Industries. Thanks so much for joining us, Gothamites. John, do you want to say the final farewell? Yeah, absolutely. As always, thank you so, so much for listening. I'm off to No Man's Land. Mm-hmm. And then if I survive it and I either don't get burnt or frozen or shot by the penguin or taken and eaten by man bat or i meet a really really dodgy looking little orphan and then i'll speak with with you next time well just make sure you don't go into uh, the sirens district anyway john Uh, thanks so i can rock a dress (laughs) bye for being a Butch supporter. Butch loves you, baby.